0: The Snow Queen, a new audio drama by Deirdre Dwyer. Presented by Broken Crow in association with Garter Lane Art Center and the Everyman. Episode 3. What Became of Quevine and
1: Gronya? Quivine had just vanished. The kids he'd been playing with saw nothing, said nothing. The Gardaí followed the tracks of the sleigh to a clearing in a wood far from town and from there the tracks just stopped. It looked like it had just up and flown away.
2: Of course I'm worried about Quevine, but I'm really worried about Grania. she She's been hiding up in her room, only coming out for school, to eat her meals and to visit Mamo. But since the snow has begun to melt, I've spotted a change in her. I hope maybe she's starting to move on, to feel better.
3: As soon as the green shoots poked out up through the melting snow, I felt my hope grew too. Somehow I felt Queveen's not dead. And if he's alive, then he's out there and I have to find him. I'll start at the river, the place where things float in and out of town. I'll need my red coat, my brown boots, my green woolly hat, into my backpack I'll pack, three apples, a penknife, a length of thin rope, ooh, and a bottle of water. And then off I'll go into the wide world following my feet.
2: As soon as we got home to the castle, we found ourselves stuck with the most annoying ignoramus you ever laid your hands on. I beg
3: your pardon? Ignoramus? But I can list all the numbers in pi. It starts with three, and then after the decimal point, it goes on. One, four, one, five, nine, two, six...
2: I mean, this is just the kind of thing I'm talking about. When I talk about pie, I mean apple or rhubarb or maybe blackberry.
3: Blackberry? That, that reminds me of something. oh no, it's nothing. Did you know that blackberries in Latin are called Rubus fruticosus? They are a large and diverse genus of flowering... I mean, that's cows, it again. It
2: just the kind of thing I'm I talking about... He thinks he knows everything, and he'll tell you whether you're interested or not.
3: Knots? Knots, is it? I know all about knots and rope work.
1: Don't you? He's you might often, be able to tie the and he's always
2: seeing work. the worst in the situation. We had some sticky buns for our tea the other day, and he saw nothing but dried-up old doughnuts and wouldn't touch them. And then, when we were giving potato peels out to the ice chickens... He nearly lost his life that we were throwing the most delicious golden chips out to the boards.
1: Ugh, he is a pest. We have tried everything to extract that sliver of glass. The shard of mirror went in through his eye, which explains the visual distortions. I mean, he sees you as a handsome young man, which is beyond my understanding.
2: It's not that hard to imagine, is it?
1: The other extractions have shown that heat makes mirror pieces come shooting out through the body. But that just isn't working here. And the cold is spreading inside him and I'm not sure how much longer we have him before he's frozen solid. And then I'll never be able to make my mirror whole again. He is adverse to fires and hot tea, but perhaps... I wonder what other sources of warmth might help. Oh, oh, wait. I've had a thought, Larry. I'm going to go hunting. I'll be back as soon as I can. I'll hold the fort
2: here, my lady. But what'll I do with the child?
1: Hmm. Set him to rebuilding the broken mirror. He'll like that. He can show off how clever he is. I'll be very grateful to you if you succeed, Queeveen, but it is an impossible task. And by gad, he took
2: to it like a duck to water, talking about angles and edges and the like. But sometimes I'd come into the ballroom and find him just staring into a piece of the broken mirror like he was trying to figure something out. And each day, he went bluer and bluer.
3: Oh, there's the river at last. The last time we were here was midsummer. Quivine was showing me how to hold my breath when swimming underwater. <gasps> Quivine, did you see it? See what? The fish! It was huge, under the reeds at the edge. Cool. Where was it? Over there, at the side. I'll have a look. <sighs> Whoa! I saw it. Do you think it's a salmon? Could we catch it? I think it's a trout. Dad taught me how to tickle a trout. I'll give it a go. Go on. Well, how'd it go? <laughs> Not a chance! He saw me coming and swam up lightning like fast. Like this? <laughs> <laughs> no, like this! <laughs> I miss Quevine so much. The old quevine anyway. What's that? A boat just bobbing down the river all on its own. But that's just what I need. If I just take off my boots and paddle in. Oh, water is freezing. I can just reach. Got it, and whoa, wait. Oh no, my boots. They're still on the river's edge. And hang on a minute, there are no oars. What will I do? And we're going so fast. Well, I suppose if I can't go back,
1: I'm better off going forward. Away we go! Gronya gripped the edge and looked ahead as the boat rushed on faster, bobbing past flat green fields. Soon the fields gave way to rocky scrubland and then, around a bend, appeared an oasis of colour. A cloud of pink blossom, alive with bees. It was a cherry orchard around a little cottage with a jetty poking out into the river. Gronya leaned to one side and the boat seemed to get the idea. And drifted towards the shore. Then out of the cottage came an old woman leaning upon a crooked stick. She wore a large broad-brimmed hat covered in blooms and she leaned out and hooked the boat with her stick. Child, my little flower! How on earth
0: did you get there on the wild and rapid river? I don't get many visitors here so far from the nearest town. Are you all alone? Out you come. Thanks. Oh, the boat. Oh, my bag. Oh, there goes the boat. Drifting on with your bag in it. Oh, dear. I hope there was nothing precious inside. Just my lunch. And a few supplies. Well, I have plenty of cherries to eat and honey. Oh, thank you. I'm very peckish. Well, Petal, I'm so glad you've arrived. Let's get you inside so you can tell me who you are and how you came to be here. Have you seen a boy with curly hair carrying a sledge? A sledge? No, not much call for those in this rocky place. I have to go by foot to the town when I go at all. No, I haven't seen anyone in months. It's just my flowers and me here. I'm sorry, Blossom, but do come into my cottage to taste my delicious cherries. She took me by the hand, led me into the little cottage,
3: and I heard the key turning the lock behind me.
0: You have been listening to the voices of Mia Clifford, Fionn Butler, Nicholas Kavanagh, Jackie Kelleher, and Aideen Wilde. For further information about the cast and crew, go to deirdredewire.com. This project was made in the winter of 2020 and was only possible thanks to the support of the Arts Council Waterford City and County Arts Office, Waterford Cultural Quarter and Winterville.